I thought I had noticed it earlier and dismissed it. Where there's fire, there were usually people. And people didn't live in these woods. It was several hours until midlight, that gloomy haze of hour, when the barest amount of light filtered out from where the sun hid behind the moon. The only time during the day when the earth was free from dark dwellers. But even then, there was tension. A fine edge of panic so sharp it could cut glass. A choking urgency to outrace time and hurry before the murky light vanished and they returned. Dagny started weeping. A small, piteous sound like a mewling kitten fighting for its last breath. She wrapped her thin arms around her brother's chest and struggled to haul him to his feet. He cried out, and I flinched at the sound that seemed to echo around us. Are you going to help me? I held up a hand for her to be quiet, cocking my head to the side and listening to a forest that had fallen suddenly too quiet. We should never have come this way, Dagny complained. I told you this forest is cursed. I had heard the tales as a boy, but didn't care, assuming the black woods would be less populated. And where there were less people, there were less of them. I don't recall inviting you to join me. Just go before they come. Leave me, Maddock whispered. I let out a breath. It was tempting. He'd screamed when the trap snapped on his leg, and again when I pried the steel teeth from his ankle. A swarm of dwellers was probably en route to us. Even if we did escape, what were the odds that we would do so unscathed? It only took one bite for infection to set in. One drop of toxin would make you so sick that even if you didn't die, you couldn't function, couldn't run. We all froze at the first cry. Now there was no doubt. They were coming. Other dwellers chimed in. The eerie cries bounced off one another from every direction. It wasn't the first time I heard them, but the sounds they made were no less terrifying. Monkeys went wild in the trees, jumping and rattling vines and branches, safe in their perches, but no less agitated. A strangled sob spilled from Dagny. She clutched her brother closer. I'm not leaving you. In a sudden surge of energy, Maddox shoved his sister at me and I caught her. The effort made him lose his balance, and he fell back to the ground. Take her. I can't go on. Dagny was fragile in my arms, as easy to snap as dried kindling. She was only sixteen but she felt smaller. She reminded me of Bethan with her slight stature and eyes big like a wounded animal's. I couldn't protect her. I couldn't be responsible for another life. I wouldn't be. I glanced down again at Maddox's crushed leg. He was right. He wasn't going anywhere. Fowler. He bit out my name. Take her and go. I, I'll delay them. Delay them. 
he meant they would be too busy slaughtering him to come after us. Dagny choked out a little cry, understanding his meaning too. I nodded once and tightened my grip on her arm, tugging on her to follow me. She struggled, pleading, and I knew, despite my nod, this wasn't going to work. Not with her, not with me, not together. A twig snapped. I released Dagny and shoved her behind me. Yanking an arrow from the quiver at my back, I swung my bow into position. Blood pumped fast and hard in my veins. I drew my string and lined up my arrow in one fluid move, pulling back until my curled fingertips brushed my cheek, as effortless as breathing. Body braced, I rotated on the balls of my feet.